perfectly fine with like helping them out and knowing that like those are the risks and I, I talked about the stakes being higher here like those are the risks that are just associated with it and like you just have to like go into it thinking that hopefully there's a way that we can rewrite some of these things that pop up so that we can turn something that maybe was a negative into a positive. I mean, I like people, you know, I like people. I'm a people person. I'm not, I, and I know like that could be held against me as like, you're good enough, you're strong enough. But I'm telling you, there's very few times where you go out and like you're at a table and you know some people, you don't know other people and you just kind of bam, hit it off. And Bjorn Trowry, who is my guest today, was one of those dudes. I mean, Bjorn, in real life, how many hours have you and I spent together? Oh, IRL. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that was a that was a long night, <laughs> but but not that many, um, actually. Yeah, now that I think about it, which like it blows me away because I feel like we've had like a yeah, I feel like this has been like an ongoing thing. Like I would consider you like a legitimate like true true friend. Um, yeah, but you're yeah, my boy. It's easy. Yeah. It's just easy, you know. Yeah. And and so I, it's been cool that we so when we met you were running point for Heineken, right? And I don't know if it, you, what was the official title, if it was internal yeah. comms? I was a director of external communications. Okay, and I want to talk about what that's like because that must have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and then you had this whole New York City life and you kind of packed up the bag and you said, you know what, we're going west. And so now you're on the communications and brand PR team for Meta, Formerly known as Facebook, it sounds very Prince to me. <laughs> so the, yeah, we're just going to become a symbol. Um, who knows? Yeah, a couple of years from now, we're just going to shift into that. <laughs> I, I can't be the first one who made that joke, right? Uh, I mean, you could claim it. Yeah, that, if you, if you, man, that's a great joke. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking the, the symbol. Uh, so, by the way, how are you liking the West Coast? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. It's um, it's definitely a little bit different in terms of just like the the pace of uh, of New York. Um, I think that luckily, uh, San Francisco and the Bay Area, just in general, um, uh, there's some East Coast like ten tendencies to it. Um, but uh, you know, there's like there's an entire world of like just being outside that I have not been used to over the past you know like twelve years of of living in New York and being out here. Like the outdoors is like a real thing. Like the outdoors like truly are calling and uh and they're incredible so it's been fun to yeah to enjoy those and like enjoy nature um I, I there's no way that like new york bjorn would like take myself seriously if he heard me like present day like talking about it um but it's great man i mean okay let's let's have a quick chat with new york bjorn yeah like, <laughs> hey new york bjorn um how is that pandemic in a little 600 square foot box. I mean, like, how would you have done if, would you have just figured it out? Because that's just what New Yorkers do. You figure it out. Like, would you have just figured it out? Yeah. I mean, you know, and there's, there's so much um, that, that's like happened to over the past, like few years, you know, like my, um, you know, like family stuff, my mom passing away. Like there, there are like so many things that just like completely um, just help you like take inventory on like the things that matter and like the things that are really important. Um, so, yeah. So there, I mean, there is like that, that tenacity and that resilience that like, I fully like appreciate like New York kind of building like and kind of like adding to um, you know, kind of the, the person that I, I was raised to, to be and kind of like grew into. Um, but 
you know, at some point, I think everybody kind of says uncle. And, um, for me, like, that's what the pandemic was for me. Like the pandemic, like helped me, um, I think just be a lot more, um, um, just like considerate and just like measured and the, the West coast in particular, like it will, it will do that to you. Like it, it, the West coast will, will like inevitably like beat the New York out of me. And, um, and, you know, in a way, um, I think that that's like a good thing. I, th- I think that's a, a very, very good thing. You know, I can't help but like reflect on my own shit. Right. So like 2004, I move out here and I mean, even still to this day, my identity, I don't like, like when you picture San Diego, yeah. I'm not exactly what you would think, right? Like, yeah, no, I'm not, no. you know, I'm, I, I have too much body fat. I've got no blonde <laughs> hair. I don't surf. You know, my all of my stuff is wrapped up as an East Coaster. Yeah. Like now you've been out here for a few years. What is it? Two years? Three years? Yeah, a little over two years. Like what? Yeah, what I, is your identity? Like, are you East Coaster? Are you West Coaster? Are you a mosaic? Yeah, I think that, um, and again, these are the, these are the things that like the pandemic, like helped, to um, help me to, to just consider and like think through a little more, um, of like beyond like what my identity is. Like I, I definitely would not, and I'm definitely not the type of person where like my job is like my end all be all. So like, I'm thankful that like, I don't necessarily think of like my, myself and my identity in terms of like what I'm doing for a living or like, um, you know, like how I'm paying the bills. But, um, I I think for me, I think that the big thing about the past like few years and even beyond the pandemic has just been like, like, what do I, um, like, what, like, what do I want to (laughs) like be known for? And like, how, like from a family standpoint, do I want to like, um, yeah. Like what, like, like what legacy is, is there and like, what, um, you know, what do I want to leave with the people that like I care about the most? And that's like, you know, so that's helped me like consider everything from like repairing relationships and, um, trying really, really hard to connect with folks that, um, you know, that I've, I've been distant with, um, you know, being really connected and like, I think really super intentional with the people that, um, have like been with me and like have like stuck with me and have been like really, really good friends with me. Um, you know, for all the different years and everything else. So for me, like the, the identity kind of transcends, um, and it's, it, yeah, it's super easy to just be like, yeah, I'm a New Yorker. Like I, I lived there for so long. And to be honest, like I, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. So like, I'm more like, you know, Pittsburghers don't necessarily like to, to hear this, but I'm more like Midwest, like Pittsburgh kind of like, you know, parochial like sensibilities than, um, than even the New York thing. But, um, I don't know. And then you, you add in a little bit of the West coast. And, um, I, I think that maybe it's a, it's a good mix of, of everything. Did you know when you were back in Pittsburgh that there was just something tugging at you to go to New York? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I was one of those dorks that, um, I think by the time high school came around, like 1000% knew like what I wanted to do, like in, in college, like i never wavered in terms of, um, the, the major that I picked, um, any of like the classes that I, I took, like it, it's just, um, whether it's the job or whether it's kind of like the, you know, that, that energy that, that New York kind of generates and, and, you know, kind of pulls out of people and adds to people. Um, I think it was always there, but for me, like, I, yeah, I, I think I, I'm really thankful though, that I had, um, 
the background that I did in, in Pennsylvania, because it, it just, it gave me like a good like context for like, just the like full like spectrum of like people from like an ethnic standpoint, um, a nationality standpoint, um, like a diversity of thought and like the way that people think about things. Like if you want to talk and like really get into it, but like I grew up in Allegheny County, which is like one of the most fought after, um, diverse, like pretty much like 50, 50, like geopolitical, um, or political socio political um, battlegrounds in the country, like every four years, um, even during the midterms, like it is just, you know, the, the space that a lot of folks, you know, fight over because it, it swings both ways. Like it is like fully like if Pennsylvania is a swing state, like that is like the pendulum and like that is where um, kind of the center of it um, resides. So um, yeah, you just, you kind of, you, you learn to be a lot more balanced and like be like really, really um, strong um, in your um, in the way that you think about things because you, you just, you know, both sides, you're, you're presented with both sides all the time. And I think it helps you just like be more assured in, in who you are and, and what you want. So that carried completely over is like the perfect on-ramp to going in, into New York where like you have to have that. Like if you're not, if you're, um, you know, if, if you're someone that's kind of like wishy-washy or like not necessarily like sure of like what you want, um, you know, it, it's it's not going to go well. And I, I, I definitely um, come from the camp of like, New York is not for everybody, you know, like they're, they're especially like being there for a long time. Maybe it's fun to, to go and do your thing for a few years and, um, and then bounce out. But if you're going to be there for a while, um, you know, it's a, it's an acquired taste. I also think there's a curmudgeon line. Like you gotta be careful. There's a curmudgeon yeah. line. If you stay too long, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. It, you, you can tiptoe into a space you don't want to be, but, I, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, that's so true. 97% of the time I'm New York city is like a special place and yeah. you just can't beat it. Like I, you know, it's funny. I took my wife to see rent. She'd never seen rent before. Oh, nice. 25th year anniversary. This was like the last stop on the tour. Yeah. Like, How have you not gone? And I remember just telling him like, you don't understand. Like we would just be like, let's just go up and try to get lottery tickets to rent. Yeah. And, Two nights in a row, we ended up winning oh my like, gosh. like 20 bucks a pop. And that's <laughs> New York. It's like, yeah. if you want culture, come and get it, you know, yeah. and it's in all directions. But uh, I love how you said it. You know, it's almost, it's almost funny. Like, did your job pick you or did you pick your job as someone that had to, like, sort of step outside of yourself in a city and understand to see both sides? And here you are now yeah. in a position where – yeah. What's the story? Like, let's take a step back and look at what the story is. You know, you did corporate com at the Toys R Us. So there's a lot of questions I got about that. And then mm-hmm. you had, you had Heineken and now you're at Meta. Uh, what a time to be there, by the way. Like how, I mean, not just because of the pandemic, but just the, the mass change and overhaul rebrand. Uh, you know, I don't know what you're allowed to share. I don't want to get you in trouble today, but like, what can you share about the process? How has it been? Yeah, it's um I mean for for me and you know you kind of went down the the line and like played the hits a little bit on um on my career but uh I don't know what it is but I, I think for me it's been really interesting being being at some of these bigger companies just because you've got the scale and then you've got the resources and then you've got the um just kind of public visibility and and awareness and like that kind of ubiquity that makes relevance like a thing that you truly can aspire for and like can truly even in certain cases like affect or like be additive to. So, um, 
you know, for, for Heineken, it's a great example. Like I loved how our entire team was so focused on being in positions where we could like drive culture and be partners with folks who are driving culture in a way that was like, that was like legit and like real, like a lot of brands like aspire for that and they want that, but not a lot of brands can actually be in that space. And it's not kind of seen as like bullshit or as like a, you know, they're trying too hard. Um, and I think the same thing, um, with meta obviously too, like we're, um, you know, our platforms and technologies are, you know, it's, I think we're over, you know, half a billion or excuse me, half over half of, of earth. <laughs> so we're like three and a half billion people or a little more, um, are using one platform or another. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's really cool to, to be able to, um, be in a place where we're helping people like connect with people that they care about and connect with people that they love. And especially over the past few years, the importance of that and how difficult it's been for everybody, but, um, being in a place where we're able to actually like be additive and, and help folks, um, you know, when they probably need it most has been really, really cool. But, um, yeah, for me, especially on the day-to-day the -day side, like being able to be part of some of these programs that, um, are driving culture and like at the thick of it and in a position where, you know, we really can create change. Um, that's awesome. Like, that's what you want, you know, like, yeah, the stakes maybe are a little bit higher, um, where I'm at now, especially at a, at a place like meta, maybe compared to, you know, a Toys R Us or even like a Heineken, <laughs> but, uh, but that's not to say that those, uh, companies too, didn't have, um, you know, some serious stakes as well, but, um, obviously I think the, the game is just like a little bit wider and a little bit different. Um, but yeah, you know, you love that challenge. Like I, I played sports growing up and I'm like an athlete, like I'm super competitor. I, I run a lot now, but my main sport was volleyball. And, um, for me, like so much of that is like, I don't know, like you want to, like you want to be with the best of the best. Like you want to beat the best, like you want to play with the best. Like it's nice to, to do, you know, kind of the scrimmaging and stuff like that. But like, at some point, like you want like the true like competition and like, and what that, that feels like. And you, you yearn for that. So for me, like, this is like, if, if you were going to do it anywhere, like it would be there. Yeah, when I think of volleyball, the first thing I think of is Pittsburgh. I mean, they just it rolls right off the tongue together. <laughs> just, just like beautiful beaches, and I don't know. Well, Penn. I mean, I went to Penn State, so Penn State is like is a legit like powerhouse yeah. program. But yeah, like not we're not we're not playing. Um, you know, I think of like Manhattan Beach and like Hawaii, not like the you know the 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 lake beds of uh, or the river beds of the Monongahela. <laughs> you, you were destined for California, man. There's no doubt. You know. I was born there actually. So uh, yeah, California has a gravitational pull. It just like pulls you back. So, you know, you start this new job at Meta at this point, it's Facebook when yeah. you start, but I mean, you basically pick up your shit and you move West in March of 20 and like the world shuts down. Like, did the world wait for you to show up? It's like, oh, Bjorn's here now. Let's let, I mean, that's what it feels like. March, 2020, right? So yeah. did you even get to go into the office? Did, did like, did you get to meet anybody? Yeah, my, my first, uh, so my, my flight was, uh, I think it was March, like, I think it was that Friday the 13th was like the last like proper day in, well, not even just in New York, but everywhere. It was that Friday. And then my, my flight was on that Sunday. And I remember messaging, um, our HR team, people team, like, and I was just straight up like, Hey, like, is this like, what, what am I doing? Is, am, am I still getting on this plane? Like, what's up? Like, you know, all my stuff's on like a, you know, on like a big truck, like that, you know, they have like movers and everything else. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, wow, like this is, this is really, this 
this is happening. And, um, so yeah, so my first day gets delayed about two weeks. Um, but at that point, you know, like I'm, I'm just setting context, like this is still like, there's, you know, there's some measures that have been act, enacted, you know, there's a lot of the restaurants are going like 25%, 50%, but like, you know, masking was, wasn't even a thing at that point. And, um, I, I think that everybody was just kind of in this space where, you know, there, it was a little bit of wait and see, but it was a little bit of like, Oh, this could be like a legitimate, you know, shift in terms of like how we live life. Um, so at that point, you know, you're just rolling with the punches because, you know, what's, what's another, you know, like huge, like unknown on top of like moving out West and starting a job, you know, at this company. Um, so for, for me, yeah, it was, uh, um, I mean, look at that point, like, I, I feel like I can roll with the punches and, and I'm okay with a little unknown. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was wild. Um, so, yeah. So like, I mean, I didn't go into the office for, I think my first day in the office or even stepping foot into the office, uh, was when we had, uh, the relaunch and the rebrand. And that was, uh, in October of, uh, of 2021. So I went a full year plus without like never being in an office, you know, all these people talk about like all the, you know, the perks at, at what the time at Facebook, um, you know, with like the in office and, you know, the food, everybody's like, you know, talks about the food. Like, it's like a legend, like all these different things and, you know, never experienced any of them. Not to say like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not complaining about it, but like, I just, there was just no, like, you know, that was, that's what it was for everybody. It, like, um, and then you, you go and you're like, you know, not only, you know, what did I not experience it? But my first day, it's like going from zero to like 1000. <laughs> so I'm Bjorn. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is our new logo. Like that, like the, it was, um, yeah. And you know, and you know, we're, I mean, it, it was just nuts. It was absolutely nuts, but that was the same thing for everybody. So. Uh, in the spirit of like, uh, I, you know, I always say, so what, what, what actually was your cushy title? Like what, what is your title? Like, and, and I, I don't ask for, like trying to acknowledge stature. I'm just, oh, yeah, yeah. what's the title? What, what was you started with? Yeah. So it was, con well, the, when I started, it was consumer communications and, and brand PR. Um, so now I'm part of the, the cross app team, um, but still focusing on that brand and marketing communication. So, um, you know, our big, you know, kind of visible marketing campaigns, um, you know, some of the, the larger cultural tent poles or cultural moments that we do. Um, so whether that's leading um, our Super Bowl campaign, our Olympics campaigns, um, and all the different communications externally that kind of, you know, pop through that, um, that's what I'm driving. So, uh, so yeah, but obviously on the brand side, um, I work and this was not, and I, you know, I will, I will not, you know, even think about taking credit for obviously the, the brand relaunch, but obviously, um, you know, that team being a, a massive part of, you know, the, the shift, you know, from us going from one brand, um, to more of kind of like a portfolio, like top down brand, um, with meta, um, was, was incredible. It was like, for me, like a dream, like, and this is like, again, like the nerdy side of me coming through, but you know, you want to work on something that, um, and I always, you know, if I'm doing like a presentation or like speech or, um, or panel opportunity, I always say that like, you know, it's like, it's something fun whenever, you know, your mom like sees it and like sends you a text, like, Hey, I saw this thing. Like, is this like, were you doing this? Is like, were you guys the ones? And it's like, yeah. And like the rebrand was like one of those big moments where, you know, like your, your mom's like group chain is like, you know, sending texts and it's like, Hey, like was Bjorn like a part of that? I saw this thing on, you know, good morning America or on today's show or whatever. And, um, so yeah, but that was, uh, 
I mean, I, I don't even know where to start with that, but that was wild. Like, you know, the first initial kind of, you know, message, like, Hey, we have this big thing coming up and then it goes from, Oh, it's a big thing to like, Oh, this is like a real big thing. Like, yeah. this is like, this is like, Oh, like, Oh, you know, once in a career type thing to work and, on. And when did like, obviously I'm sure they can't exactly let you know when you're in the hiring process, but then like you get, you're like, this is happening. I'm moving. And you know, what I also wanted to like get to, I'd love to know when you learned of this and when, but also when, I mean, look, there's excitement anytime you start somewhere new, but then with the pandemic and you know, nobody, when does it go to, okay, now there's some anxiety, like you're taking away some of my superpowers here. Like I can't, be in a room and feel the energy of a room. I'm, I'm now a square box. Like you're a square box. Like, did you have, so for starters, did you like, did you feel like anxious or I guess, or were you just sort of like, okay, everyone's dealing with this. It's not what I thought it would be. At least as an athlete, I can go outside and go running or biking and do whatever I need to do. But what, what, what superpower of yours do you feel like was taken away when you were trying to establish, Hey, I'm cool. I'm good at what I do. Yeah. Right. And now you can't really see it the way I wish you could see it. Yeah. That's, um, man, Ryan, you just like clued in on that perfectly. Like it, it was, um, that in person. So, you know, like, and just taking a step back, for example, like when we, when we met and we hung out, like, it was like, it's kinetic. Like, we, you know, it was yeah. just like, Oh, like we're boys. Like that's like, like there's no like onboarding needed. Like it was just like right out of the can and like, just like, boom. And like being able to, um, connect with people in a way where, um, you know, that, that, that bridge is just there and there's an actual kind of like trust and connection that you have that just helps, um, especially from a work standpoint, like when people know that you're rooting for them, when people know that like you're legitimately invested in like the goals and like the, um, you know, kind of the objectives that, that they want to hit, but also just like as a person, like you're just like generally just like for other people, um, you can get that over zoom. Um, but like a little bit of the magic, a little bit of the spontaneity, a little bit of the, um, of just kind of like the, the general, like natural feel of it is, is missing. So for me, it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was tough just because, um, I think that there was like this, like, I don't know. I feel like if you, if you think about like the, the pandemic, which is still ongoing, um, in seasons, like that first season, you know, that, that's when like the, you know, like the Netflix, like watch parties where, you know, or like you'd have like Friday happy hour with your friends and there'd be like 15 people on a call. And then, you know, June, July hits. And then it goes from like 15 to like, all right, you got like four or five. And then like by September, you know, you're texting your friends like, Hey guys, we still doing this. Like, are we, you know, and it's just like, you know, that, that kind of like, it just, you know, people can only take so much. And, um, so for me, like it, it was tough just because like, I always felt like the best of like what I can do and like what I bring, like as a human, like was never built for like at distance, it was never built to be like on screen. Um, but you can get a semblance of it. Um, and I feel like I, I could give a semblance of it in a way, but it was less about like my resilience to be able to like continue to do it and more about like other people's like just general like fatigue, you know, cause that's, that's tough cause it's natural. Um, so yeah. So for me that, that was like the, the super, like less superpower, just like just who I am that, um, you know, that, that just became really, really tough. And like, even now, like it's, it's getting better just because like, we're starting to go back in the office a couple of days a week. Um, and we're starting to like just onboard onto like returning to office and just like life as we previously used to know it. Um, 
but, uh, but yeah, you know, there's, there's like, you know, there's residue that's there from the past couple of years, but, um, but yeah, but that, that was tough. And that's where, you know, I started to, to just like be thankful for like my health and like, I don't know, the other things that were there because like, you know, I, oh my gosh, I would have went crazy, man. Like, <laughs> well, I, I, again, I, my job to me is not just a job. Like I'm very lucky that I'm trying to design a life where, I can interview cool people like you and like share your story and like try to understand how this happened. Right. Like that there's joy there for me. And I, I am definitely pro we're back to pro people. Like I'm, I root for you, you know, I want you to be successful, but you know, when you say something like, um, you know, you said earlier, like my, it's usually it's just a job and I have my whole, I have, uh, I'm not fully defined, totally defined by my job. Right. Well, I imagine then, especially when you're stuck in a box, yeah. then, then it's really hard to build true relationships, which kind of, again, we're, you're back in this, yeah. is it's, you know, transactional might be too much, but does it feel transactional? Does it, and then. Here's the other thing, and I'm doing the thing I shouldn't do, which is I'm asking multiple questions at one time. So I'm really curious at meta, and and I'll I'll use the soccer metaphor because I know like one of the best parts about our relationship is that we had an awesome night and like we're tight, and then like it wasn't until six months later. And I'm like, oh shit, you like soccer. Like I like soccer. That's a fan. Yeah. Right? Like, like I didn't see that. It's like cool. So so let's say at Meta, and you might have to explain it because we don't have soccer fans listening. Yeah. What position on the field are you yeah. at Meta? Like, if you're going to pinpoint, like, from when it comes to your job, what's the metaphor? Oh, this is, um, yeah, this is, this is like my kink. This is great. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, gosh. So think of that. Um, yeah. Think of that like left back or right back that, you know, obviously is like, you know, it, like at like a Buddhist level, like their, their goal and like their, their entire kind of like being is all about defense and like finding ways where you can like just ensure. Um, I'm giving him the timeout mark. Okay. So when he says left, he's talking about defender, the defender in the back and yeah. in the boot. So you're talking German league. So you're playing like yeah. serious <laughs> discipline and a top league and you're def- you see yourself as a left defender. Yeah. Yeah. So left back, but like the beauty of the left back though, is that like, as, and especially as the game has progressed and I'm, t- you know, I'm thinking of like the Pep Guardiola style, of like left backs or like um, even some of like the, the defensive midfielders who like find a way to like Fernandino, just, just like, um, like unbelievable, like watching him do his thing because he will go from fully just like mauling you down and just completely like tackling you just out of nowhere, taking the ball. And then at that point basically becomes like, you know, a forward attacking like player and like, he's playing striker, like out of the, I don't know where you're like, Oh wow. He's playing striker. And like, I have to legitimately like, um, like respect like his offensive abilities, like just as much, um, as, uh, as his defensive abilities. Um, so for me, the, the analogy being like, um, and it's not just like a, you know, a, a cheap, like, Oh, like it's gotta be both. But like that, that's like the mentality that you have to have. Like you have to be like, as, um, 
as uh, not opportunistic um, because that, that sounds too uh, transactional. Um, but like when you see a chance um, to get a turnover and like be able to contribute to the other side of the ball, like that's when I know that I'm like adding as much value as I am just on the defensive side of things. Like, I, I love that. Like, I love being able to like do my part, like specifically that helps my team, but then being able to flip that into something that's then helping another team that's like on the other side of things. Uh, that's awesome. And that for me is like when I've watched soccer, like th- those are the intricacies that like, I love, like, I love seeing a team that can go and flip from being, you know, just exactly what you think they are on paper to then like complete plot twist. So uh, there's a lot in there, right? So, so what I'm hearing is first of all, meta, obviously it's an elite, this is an elite company. Uh, you know, you're touching half the world, which is pretty cool. Second, I hear, um, the, you know, perception is reality until it isn't until there's a new reality. And so in your role, I imagine many are like, Oh, how, uh, this is reactionary. We have to defend the fire drill. Yeah. Hey, let's avoid this. Let's avoid this fire drill. Let's avoid that fire drill. Hey, let's just be aware. If we do this, there's a possibility of this, that, and the other. And then to your point, you know, let's just say one day a week, you get to go up and be like, Hey, have you guys thought about hitting the gas and being proactive here? Consider this, consider that. Um, and I imagine if the expectation is be careful how to say this, where to say that, be mindful of this. And then every once in a while you flip the script and you get to join the offense. It's almost like a multiplier on value. Is that what life is like a meta for you? Yeah. And I, you know, and I would say too, that like there, there are, um, you know, the, the fire drills, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, it's like, that's, that's an ongoing thing. And like, I, um, it's not to say that I, I enjoy putting them out. It's, it's less about like, I, like, I think we're all okay as a, as a team, like knowing and seeing like the things that, that are popping up and like finding ways to fix them so that things are better for everybody. So, um, you know, yeah, if they're like, if my buddy on offense, like it's a turnover, like I'm perfectly fine with like helping them out and knowing that like, those are the risks, those are the risks. And I, I talked about the stakes being higher here. Like those are the risks that are just associated with it. And like, you just have to like go into it thinking that hopefully there's a way that we can rewrite some of these things that pop up so that we can turn something that maybe was a negative into a positive. So, um, again, the soccer analogy being like, you get a turnover because, you know, you're, you're, you know, attacking, you know, forwards or like really like bombing it and going for it, um, which, you know, sometimes they're going to slip up and that's okay. But then hopefully you can find a way to, to have their back and then flip, you know, something into, into a positive, but it's, um, I, I just think it's great just because it gives us, um, like the mental like elasticity to like just always be on and just always be thinking of like what problems can we solve like what ways can we you know kind of think through like different solutions and like um yeah it's it's a really um it's a good place to be if you like you if you want to be able to have that type of impact at that kind of scale so i feel like on this interview, I would be doing the audience disservice if I just stay fluent in metaphor. So like, I'd love to ask you, like, where was like one place at meta where you felt like, oh man, we launched and people missed this. They didn't get like, it didn't, I thought this would land more or, or like, oh, wait a minute. No, everybody totally got it. And that was epic. But, you know, I, I guess I'm looking for like a little on the ground nugget on something you were hoping would be 
it just felt like it was bigger and it just didn't land with us. We didn't get it. We missed it. I don't, I don't know. And, and I would, I would say too, that, you know, I, I acknowledge that, you know, maybe, you know, not everybody's going to feel, um, <laughs> empathy or, or is the right word, but, you know, feel sorry about, um, you know, us, you know, as a, as a pretty big company maybe not necessarily, you know, landing something or having the reach, but I would say, um, you know, we have a, a huge, um, you know, just a team that focus on, um, focuses on medium and small, small and medium sized businesses. And, um, I think during the pandemic and coming out of that, um, you know, on the, obviously still going on, but, you know, maybe on the other side of things, um, you know, the, the ways that we've been able to give like some really incredible platforms and build some incredible like economic opportunities for some of these, um, SMBs to me has been less about, you know, people maybe not seeing it, but more like the work that I'm like truly, truly proud of. And that I'm proud of that my colleagues have been able to do that. Um, because I I think a lot of folks over the past few years have, um, I think they've had a, if you're a small and medium sized business, like you've had to like shift and just completely like flip the script on like how, um, you know, you're staying afloat and like keeping the lights on. Um, and then for, you know, from my perspective on the other side as like a shopper, it's like, okay, like we, I think people have a different relationship with their, their SMBs now in a way that they maybe didn't before. Like, I know that, you know, buying local has always been a maxim, but, um, I think more than ever over the past few years, um, it's something that's been embraced by, by everyone. And, um, and I don't know that kind of like all in collective kind of spirit that people have have taken, like we really, really sought to champion that because, um, those folks depend on our platforms to, to stay connected, but also like to, to like to earn a living and to like put food on the table. So, um, that's been the thing less about like people maybe missing it and more about the thing that I'm like, I'm truly proud of. Um, and now it's like, you know, kind of manifesting into other areas where like creators, uh, you know, have, have gone from, you know, Hey, you know, I, I can go viral and make funny videos or build an audience to like, Oh, like this could be like a legitimate, like living that we, that I, I can make off of this, or th- this could be a really cool way that I could have, um, an impact around like my life and the people that are in my life and like, actually like make like a sustainable living, um, doing it. Um, and that's really cool. Cause like, that's the kind of stuff that like, you know, I, I have no idea not to say that I'm, you know, speaking on behalf of, of Mark Zuckerberg or anything else, but like, that's the kind of thing where, you know, if you think about him, you know, making this, the, uh, you know, Facebook a long time ago, and like, that's, this is now like what it's like shifting into. And these are some of the possibilities that come out of it. Um, I just think that's, that's really cool. What, what do you think is Mark's favorite baby of all the brands? Have you had to pick one? I have no, no, <laughs> absolutely no idea. I'm kidding. Um, I actually should have probably prepared with a Mark Zuckerberg quote. Uh, I have a Reed Hastings quote that I wanted to run by you. And I got to hear him speak. Obviously, Reed Hastings, who um, was running Netflix. I got to hear him speak. And I was in the room when he said this. It was, it was pretty cool. He said that uh, Netflix is not a family. It's a sports team. Hmm. And I, and I like appreciated the directness Yeah, and uh, I was like, touche. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of companies are like, no, we're family, um, yeah. so, you know? And, and so I'm curious in your mind is meta, you know, okay, let's say it's a cocktail. What percent of it is, are you more sports team or more family? <laughs> oh man. Um, I, you know, the, oh, geez. Um, I would say, so I guess what, what was the context in terms of him? Like, how would you delineate between 
a family and a sports team? Is it the, like the kind of like the, um, cause uh, yeah, I'm as a huge sports fan. Like when I think of that analogy, it's, you know, a sports team and especially, you know, I'm thinking of the Steelers, like they are amazingly good at like keeping and maintaining like a familial and like fair and balanced environment. Um, but at the end of the day, whatever is best for the team, like we'll win. Like, so like, you know, re-signing a new player, you know, yeah, maybe they're a fan favorite, but you know, they're on the the North side of 30 and, you know, maybe at this point it wouldn't be a smart move. So like, maybe it would be like a really, really tough thing externally from like the optics of it, but like long-term it's probably a better move, but like, that's tough as a fan. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know what, it, or did I answer your, your question or explain no, it? I, I think that he meant it in the context is like, look, not everyone's going to play, right? Like who's going to like our best performers need to play. Yeah. Like we, we need, we need wins. Uh, he also went on in that same conversation and said, our competition is sleep which I thought was fascinating, but I was curious just to hear, you know, like what, you know, there's so many people at meta, maybe it's, maybe that there's, it is hard to control and that's not the right word, but like the, the culture is bigger than any one person I imagine at this point. It's filled with smart people, but is it a, is it a culture? Is there a sense of urgency on like, we need to make sure we're continually letting like, churning out wins right even like you said look i've got my little side side hustle sock problems right we're trying to sock problems in the world with socks like like without your platforms no one knows we exist so i'm exactly who you're talking about right like seriously like i could not compete i'd have no business in business without it there's joy there right but uh, i was just curious if if it felt more like a family or, or a sports team yeah, I would, you know, it, it's interesting. Cause I would say the, um, um, oh gosh, I lost my, my train of thought. Uh, it happens. It can, it, it bites the best of us. <laughs> no, I, I had it, but uh, long story short, I would, uh, well, first of all, the Reed Hastings thing was funny just because I was like, well, do you like, do you, if your opponent is sleep, like, are we like, I mean, I would hope that we, we wouldn't like win at some point, <laughs> but, uh, but no, but, uh, you know, for, for me, no, I, I think, you know, from, uh, that this is it. So from like a, a calm standpoint, you know, that I think the beauty of us having, you know, the, the, the visibility and kind of like the, the, the known kind of ubiquity that, that meta does, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, WhatsApp, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think, you know, our, our, you know, our challenge isn't necessarily like, you know, the, the recognition. And now for me, it's like, how can we ensure that like, we're getting like, you know, a, a, like really good, like nuanced, like storytelling and that like, we're getting like a fair shot and a fair deal. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting too, because, you know, with like reporters, you know, I, I know that not every story is going to be like a beautiful, like, and I experienced this at Heineken, whether it's Toys R Us, like everywhere, whether it's, you know, like sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to like, ha- like knock it out of the park every single time. But for me, it's more so like, you know, was I able to really, truly like give this reporter, like a, a good, like perspective on like where we're coming from and like, were they ever able to give us 
like a fair shake. And I, I think that that's how I've operated at Toys R Us. That's how I operated at Edelman. That's how I operated at, at, uh, at Heineken. Um, you know, cause those relationships are, are, are really, really important. Do you feel like, I, f- I feel like you make it sound like you don't get a fair shake at Meta. Is it like, do you feel like it starts on, and is that sort of like, we've heard all the stories and therefore I'm looking for a new story or am I picking is that what I'm picking up? No, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think that like anyone's like out to, to get us or anything like that. Um, I think for me, it's like at this point in my career, like, I think you just start to like take stock on, you know, what a, like what a win is. And, and for me, like there, there's like, you know, and, and again, I'll use like Heineken for an, a, as an example, like there are like the, just like the, the cotton candy, like, Oh, it's a great headline. It's a really cool story. But then like, if you want to like truly like either like build like a, a foundation for like how, you know, a, a story like the, the metaverse, for example, and like how we're like contributing to that. They're like easy, like cotton candy, like wins that you can get, you know, right now. But like, I'm thinking more so in terms of like some of like the core, like elements of these stories that like we want to build out that like will help like under help people understand where we're coming from, like two and three years from now, and less about like the immediate kind of like check the box wins now. So, um, you know, with, with Heineken, this is a good example, like we launched, um, a, a low and no, um, alcohol beer. And, you know, that was as much like, yes, like it would be a win to like, you know, get a headline that's like Heineken launches like new, you know, no alcohol beer. But for us, it was more about like building out the category and like helping people understand that like no and low alcohol beer was like a legitimate, like offering an option to like getting, you know, a, a, you know, I don't know, like a, an old fashioned or a Boulevardier or another, you know, another beer or like Rosé or something like that. So for me, it was, it was more so like, yeah, like we could get these quick, easy wins, but like, for me, like a story that would like, would be in like a, you know, home run was more about like lifestyle changes and like how, um, adults who could drink, like, were more so thinking about like, drinking smarter and like not as recklessly like that, that for me is kind of like what I'm talking about with the meta thing. It's less about, you know, the fairness of it or like negative, you know, headlines or this or that. And more so like, how are we helping to shape like, you know, really the, the, you know, what I think that the, the story and, and truth is for, you know, years to come. Yeah. It's a slow cook shift, you know, yeah, and it's, and it's totally. right. And it's, and it's one of those things where it's higher level. It's not lowest common denominator. And hundred percent. I, I always used to love this question, you know, cause I came obviously out of the, the, the creative idea space myself. And I'm like, would you rather, would you rather let the world know something they had no idea, like a brand, would you rather like launch a brand that no one's ever heard of before? Yeah. Not a rebrand like meta, by the way, like I'd never heard of before, <laughs> or would you rather take a brand that everybody knows and make them think just a little bit different yeah. about them. And that is not easy, right? Cause you're, oh, you're way harder, so much harder, right? So <laughs> way, way harder. which would you rather take? Would you rather take a brand? No one's heard of it. Be like, bam on the map or a shift. Yeah. And that, look, that's a, that's really a question of like, do you want to, you know, build something like from scratch or do you want to have like, which, you know, can have, you know, that it's not, it's not even that that's actually, it's a wrong analogy, but more so like, would you want to work at a start startup that, you know, has like a quick, like, you know, and then you're selling, you know, and you guys want to, you know, pop an IPO and like get going, or like, do you want to work at a place and like really like build like even more foundationally, like for years to come. And for me, it'll, it'll always be that second one. The, the thing I, that I, I loved, um, 
you know, at, at Meta and I experienced this at Heineken and even like Toys R Us to an extent too, because Toys R Us has some like, um, man, like the brand, like love that people have for Toys R Us and like the memories, like you can't like buy that, like companies would pay, um, to have that type of brand affinity. And, um, and there's something to that, that goes a long way, but it is so hard, especially with some of these bigger companies to like, just even shift a little bit because like they are so ingrained and their foundation is so deep. So when you can even like move a mountain, even like an inch or two, um, that reverberates and it, it goes a long way. So, um, yeah, those are, those are long-term processes, but, um, I don't know. I kind of like the nerd in me kind of likes the, the challenge, you know? All right. So this is the you know, last question coming down the stretch here. So let's say you made a comment earlier that how do you make a bigger impact in a dent? And let's just for giggles say, it's now we've seen New York Bjorn. We know Pittsburgh Bjorn. We know New York Bjorn. We're getting to know San Francisco Bjorn. But 10 years from now, Bjorn, yeah. like what does success look like? Like, what are you doing? Are you starting a nonprofit? Are you back on the East Coast? If you had to guess, you know, and again, you, you can't stay at Meta. So yeah. that's what What are you doing and where are you? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, yeah, it goes beyond the job thing. And, and just like, for me, it's so much of it is like, yeah, it's being good to the people that, that care about you and like being good to the people that, that you care about. So, um, yeah, so much of that is like building bridges and like finding ways to just like show up like when you can, like, even if it's not necessarily like where you want to be, um, but finding a way to like really build into like who you could be become. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I've always kind of been someone where, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I think like a comeback can start like anywhere, uh, like at any time, you know? So, um, and I don't know, being out West kind of like brings out like a little bit of that, um, in me. So yeah, for me, it, it's more so just thinking through like family wise, like, you know, how I can be, you know, yeah, just a better person in that sense. And, um, you know, the job stuff I, I think will come. So, so yeah. Is the family in Pittsburgh or is where's, where, where's your, yeah, it's all over. It's, um, you know, obviously family in California. Um, my dad is in, um, he's in Tampa. So outside of Clearwater, um, brother is in Pittsburgh. Um, gosh. And then other brother is in Detroit and sister is in, is in Texas. So like oh, wow. all over the country, but, um, but yeah, but that, I don't know that, that, that makes it like, so like being intentional is like, you know, kind of getting and now like, you know, full circle, like just being intentional and like, you know, maybe finding ways to just be really, really, um, yeah. Focused on like building into that is like, yeah, it's, it's, it's important. And now that, especially like, you know, on the other side of the pandemic, being able to, you know, to actually like double click into that, um, heck yeah. All right. I lied. One more question. Two-parter. Does the U S get out of their group at the world cup and who wins it all? <laughs> Oh man, this is, uh, the question that I feared the most. Um, <laughs> it is the courageous so, podcast. So, so, okay. So we got, we got to beat Iran. Like absolutely have to, um, England. I would like, I actually would love to, to beat England, obviously just based on the fact that that's going to be, or it's going to be on black Friday and like, what better way to celebrate um, the gross, uh, you know, just like capitalistic side of the United States and by beating the, uh, the country that, uh, that started it and we perfected it. Um, but I think if we honestly, man, like, I, I think we, sh we should like on paper, we should like, it, it would be ridiculous. But I think my big thing is like, everybody's injured. <laughs> everybody's injured. We don't have a goalie. Like, I don't, 
don't know how this, this happened overnight where we went from, you know, like, you know, the stars were aligning to uh, what happened to Zach Steffen and like, why are like all of our midfielders, like just completely like in the infirmary. So um, the goalie, I'm not as worried about, um, you know, Zach like has the yips and hopefully he gets some like solid playing time. Um, but like, we got to make it out of the group stage. Like we got to stop like doing this whole, like, Oh, like we're, you know, we're, you know, the men's national team, you know, they're overcoming so many obstacles. We have like 350 million people in this country. Oh, yeah. We have all the resources in the world. Like it should not be that big of a shock for us to get to the knockout round. Like it really shouldn't. My, my big, my big fear is, is Ukraine. Like, please, yeah. like it's a tricky, like if Ukraine sneaks in, they're playing for, for a whole nother, yeah. you know, that, that it's bigger than soccer. And so yeah. it's tricky to say, and I'm so <laughs> sorry for those of you who are listening are like, yeah, yeah. okay, turn it off now. I understand if you want to jump off now. Right. Yeah. But like, that's well, my players big. too. Like, it's not even be, it's not just like the Cinderella thing. Like they got Zinchenko, they've got, um, Oh gosh, they've got a, a couple of um, defensive guys that are, that are like proper players. Like they're not, um, yeah, that would not be like a, just like a, a gimme game. Like I would be like pumped to come out of that game actually with a tie. Um, for me, like if we, we have to beat Iran, like if we do not beat Iran, then, you know, I, I mean, that we've got bigger problems. It feels like a one, one tie. All right. This has been the greatest podcast with Bjorn Traury. Bjorn, thanks for joining man. Love you, man. Uh, thank you too. Love you too.